This is Valley Watch, your first choice for public safety news and information. With Phoenix Fire Department Deputy Communication Director, Ali Party, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Good morning. Yes, that's me. It's Allie Party again, bright and early on your Sunday morning. This show is hosted by the Phoenix Fire Department and brought to you by our good friends here at Bonneville Broadcasting. And not as always, but quite fairly common, it's for me to be joined by my friend, Captain Rob McDade. Good morning. Good morning. It's good to be here. Bonneville, that'll never, it'll make me laugh. When Bonneville. I was Bonneville. And hello. You'll never yes. live that one no, down. I won't. No. I will. I know. It is. It, everybody's up and early and it's not 90 degrees outside. Imagine that. Very soon it will be, but you know, it's nice to enjoy it while it lasts. And for right. all of those listeners that are the morning folks listening and driving around at f- in that five o'clock hour, I think we can all just appreciate a, a almost brisk fall chill in the air. It's funny, right? Because when it, we, we, we had the hottest July, right? I mean, people say, oh, it was the hottest summer. No, it was on, on record on for record, history. Right? Yeah. So it's almost like, okay, we get into the seventies and it's like sweater, sweater weather, it sweater weather, sweater weather. Right. And so <laughs> it's funny. However, I feel like this is just a tease because mm-hmm. uh, my good friend, David Hondula had me on a panel with, uh, that is the heat director for mm-hmm. the city of Phoenix. Office of Heat Response and Mitigation. Very good. Thank you. <laughs> I knew you'd get that. I'm sure there's some acronym for that. However, uh, they talked about, it was very exciting for me. So I was invited on there for uh hiker safety and then and then to talk about there was a panel of about uh 25 folks that work for heat offices and let's say tempe scottsdale mm-hmm. peoria but also some hospital er doctors were yeah. on that and they wanted to sort of recap the hot summer we had and the response we had and i was uh very excited that uh uh david is it dr Hondula? does he get yeah. his phd yeah dr Hondula. you're on a first name basis with him yeah, clearly yeah dave we text. Yeah, he's a, seriously he's a, he's a great guy <laughs> he invited me out and uh, i was very impressed with the questions that were asked to us of how we handled this hot summer mm-hmm. now there was also a weather service person that gave us a peek as to what is happening so what i'm getting at is this is my i'm good friends with the weather service now right we're mm-hmm. in tight it's going to dip a little now and it's going to creep a little back up in those 90s however this weather service person promised me that we're going to have another El Nino and we're going to have a wet, colder winter. And I, I'm, I'm here for it. Fingers crossed. It, yeah, I know. Right? We always, I mean, as a born and raised Phoenician, it's like the second that there's any type of cloud coverage or like rain, it's like, okay, what type of... Pumpkin lattes. Pumpkin lattes, turtlenecks, can I break out? Anything like that. Focus on the TV. Undoubtedly. Yeah, no, I mean, it's already freezing cold in our offices at Fire Admin where we do have to bundle up, but it's nice, and I can can only imagine that those listening are so appreciative and anticipating that cool down and or some, some, you know, precipitation in the valley, because right. I, I feel like we're all ready for it. We're all we're ready for it, and uh, you know, in, in another point of it is is on this meeting, and then having the nice weather come up. They talked about uh, we did extend so the parks board, mm-hmm. uh, which is an adjunct to the city council, that is really that parks that parks advisory board mm-hmm. sets the rules and regulations for the parks that we enjoy here in the city of Phoenix, hiking and all that. And I was uh, on there with uh, Chief Gonzalez, our operations chief, mm-hmm. and we talked about. 
the need to really extend those hours on those hiking things. And we understand that we don't want to infringe on anybody's rights to use these mountain preserves. They're beautiful. Uh, the KTR studios here sit yeah. in the shadow of Piestawa mm. Peak. It's this majestic peak that's mm. a lot of fun to hike, but it's dangerous in the summer. So unfortunately, we did have to extend the times that we do not want people hiking on those extreme heat days from 9 to 5 all year round now. Correct. To not help just keep during the summer safe, Right. And I think, I think what I... What really what I gleaned from that hearing, and there was great input from hiker groups that are saying, we live here, we hike on those mountains, please don't tell us when we can hike, we know where to hike. And I believe they are a bit of a, uh, a casualty to this because there's a handful of hikers that can do extreme hiking. Mm-hmm. But overall, we had to look at the betterment of the valley and most importantly, protecting our firefighters. So that yeah. was past that. It is a little bit of... Mm-hmm news to bring her. I know it was on the news about yeah. three weeks ago, but mm-hmm. I haven't had a chance to get on here and really talk about it. I've been on involved in it from the beginning, and we don't want to take away anybody's rights, but we truly believe this was the right measure. Correct. And there's so much more to the trail closures in the heat than just someone, a hiker, experiencing some type of heat emergency. I know that that's typically the first thing that often people think of, but in reality, you could be the most, you know, avid hiker in really good cardiovascular shape and you could roll your ankle just or get bit by a rattlesnake or all there's all sorts of different variables that could go into someone needing a mountain rescue and at the end of the day it's we are first trying to protect the community as always 24 7 365 days a year and secondarily we're always trying to protect the members of the phoenix fire department phoenix police department the parks department those park rangers that are out there and so it really is in its totality just trying to better protect everyone right because that elite hiker that has the you know shoes that wear three ounces right mm-hmm. and they've got their uh, the the wicking uh, you know mm-hmm. shirts they wear they got the special hat and they're running up and down those mountains at 120. Well, if you do twist your ankle, if a rattlesnake mm-hmm. does get you, and the Phoenix Fire Department technical rescue team has to come get you, those members are Iron Man athletes, right? Yeah. These are, however, they're going to put on 45 pounds of gear. Mm-hmm. They're going to bring up baskets, equipment, tools, and now they have to do that hike that you just did like yeah. a gazelle mm-hmm. with that. So again, I. You know, I, I, we get the sense that everybody does understand why mm-hmm. we needed to do that, but I think it was important to update everybody as to this doesn't just, this was well thought out and we don't ever want to take away people's rights. Again, those are two mountains that are double diamonds. Mm-hmm. South Mountain's still open, North Mountain's still open, mm-hmm. up in the northeast corridor there mm-hmm. uh, where, you know, Cape Creek Road meets the Sonoran Parkway. Yeah. That whole area, all open, mm-hmm. no closures. James Hills, all right. those. So yeah. I believe the parks representative said they're, even with those trails closing, there's still over 130 miles of hikeable trails. That's that awesome. still exists within the city yeah. of Phoenix. So that, that's options. what we're looking for. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But hopefully the end is the bow on it, mm-hmm. as I like to say, is Always. hopefully we won't have any of these closures until next year. No Correct. more extreme heat until. Yeah. Fingers crossed that the May folks that you talked to from the National Weather Service were spot on about the whole models yeah absolutely they kept referencing the models i'm sure trust the models yes no absolutely so talking about weather cooling down fall approaching all those types of things um we've also got some really cool exciting things on the horizon as the phoenix fire department's public affairs section yes we are you know the mouthpiece the pios the social media website people but we also work hand in hand with a lot of different agencies across the valley not only fire department 
experience. But um, there's been a lot of changes since we've come out of the pandemic and things were put on pause. And it sounds like we you have been, you know, really helping lead some of those events. Can you talk about what else we have upcoming? Sure. A great point, too. And unfortunately, we did have to have a pause on the activities that we normally do in preparedness for our response to, let's say, the, the worst case scenario, a mass casualty incident. Mock right? incidents, if Mock you will. incidents, yeah. right. So we have to, nobody wants to talk about there could be a school shooting. Nobody wants to talk about that there could be some sort of a nefarious activities that could result in the endangerment of mass amounts of people, mm-hmm. right? Because the Phoenix Fire Department every day, we go on car accidents involving two or three persons that we have to rescue. Mm -hmm. Uh, We go to house fires and if we have to, or apartment fires have to rescue people, two or three people. We're talking about a scenario with Phoenix Union High School, Mm -hmm. with Phoenix Children's, with Banner, with our folks from Phoenix PD, from the, what we call our Homeland Division, Mm -hmm. which is tied in with FBI. We're going to be doing in October a mass casualty event that that would simulate a fall festival where there unfortunately would be a gunman that now has created, we've got multiple patients with gunshot wounds. And then not only that, there is then an attack at the hospital as we're trying yeah. to bring them there. We need to do this. Right? Yeah. We need to prove not only to ourselves and agencies that Phoenix Fire, mm-hmm. Phoenix PD, SWAT team, the hospitals, that we know how to communicate on the radios. We know how to talk the language. Mm-hmm. We know where everybody goes. Basically, does everybody know their job? Well, it's, uh, you know enlightening because it is a sad reality that this is a world that we live in now and that that type of training is necessary not only from the first responders aspect of police and fire working together on the same radios you know establishing securing the scene and then when does you know emergency medical services care get brought in once things are safe but then there's the other layer of key players like you as a public information officer for Phoenix Fire how do you work with Phoenix Police's PIO or Phoenix Children's or the or the school district so in the event god forbid this were to happen who's notifying the parents where do they meet all those types of things Exactly. So let's uh, at Phoenix Union High School we're working with their public affairs office myself and a representative from Phoenix PD and a representative from the hospitals and what we did is they said to us we will be the contact with the parents, but when do you want us to tell the mm-hmm. parents to meet somewhere? Where do you want us? Because Phoenix Children's Union High School might say, well, let's have the parents in this parking lot by the tennis courts. The PD might say that's still a hot zone mm-hmm. and a danger zone. So now we know each other. So yeah. if, if you said if the worst case scenario happened, we know the players, they know how to get a hold of us. We're all communicating. And the most important thing is that would frustrate at a terrifying time for parents is mixed information. I was just going to say that. Phoenix saying yeah. one thing, Phoenix Fire saying another thing. So what we've learned mm-hmm. from going all the way back to 9-11 and the way that we needed to realize we all need to speak together mm-hmm. and everything we do, I would never, as a representative of Phoenix Fire Public Affairs, push out information Correct. on a mass casualty incident until all the stakeholders, We were, I said, this is what I'm pushing. Do you have mm-hmm. a problem with that? That way we push all the information and it's the same information. And that's going to take away the apprehension from the parents. So mm-hmm. you're right. The, our, our hardworking police officers, the paramedics, they're going to be do, training their skills. But yeah. we need to train. The messaging is going to be paramount. And not only that, we need to make sure that we dispel any false information. Correct. We're all on the same page. We're not in a vacuum. And mm-hmm. so, again, this is a great drill for all of us to really show, sharpen and mm-hmm. hone those skills. Well, and I think it's enlightening for the community to see this as well as like, you know, this is 
this is something that nobody wants to train for. Nobody wants to think about this happening. But in the event that something like this were to happen, all all the different aspects have been thought of, you know, with, you know, response and then also that communication aspect, which very much so goes hand in hand, because if you don't know what's going on, it, it is terrifying. And luckily, we do live in a world of communication and social media and it were easier to reach now more than ever, which has its downfalls in the same <laughs> sense. But um, as a parent, I can only imagine that would be very comforting. Right. And one last thing I'll add to this is that here we are in the KTR studios, right? We work mm-hmm. handy. We we work with that desk. That's a that's a mm-hmm. top-notch news desk. We know the players. We have to make sure that they get the right information because Correct. we can't push it out ourselves. Mm-hmm. We need to work with our media partners, with all the TV stations, with KTAR, because if something's happening and a parent's headed, guess what they're doing? They're turning on KTAR Absolutely. if there's a major incident. So we need to make sure we get the right information to the media so that that takes away that apprehension of what's happening, the latest you know, uh, information we have. Mm -hmm. And then where do we go from here? So again, we're excited for that. We have multiple drills coming up in the next couple of months. Yeah. And it's going to be a chance not only to hone our skills, Mm -hmm. but to show the public that, yes, we're ready to protect you. Well, thank you, Captain McDade. As always, you're a pro. I can't wait to hear how these uh, events and incidents go so we can get a recap for all of our very loyal listeners. But for those of you joining us on this Sunday, we hope you have a safe and happy Sunday. And remember, when you see lights and sirens, pull to the right.